Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Texas has stabilized the power grid. Houston is opening water distribution. There are still a couple hundred thousand people without power. This has been just absolutely devastating to Texas. And the lessons are extremely important. And one of the lessons is, no matter how much the political left doesn't like it, there's a story here about the ineffectiveness of green in dire, dire circumstances. That the fundamental issue with wind turbines is not an easy fix compared to the fundamental issue with natural gas lines that froze. I put forth to you it's going to be much easier to insulate natural gas lines then it's going to be to figure out how to keep a wind turbine running when it ices over. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. They seem very upset about this. How dare you go after the, the, the Green New Deal? How dare you blame the Green New Deal for power outages? Well, it's not a question of blaming the Green New Deal. And as we've discussed, there were a lot of things that went into the problems in Texas, starting with it was freezing weather. It was three degrees in Austin. They're not built for it. As I said, the natural gas lines froze. It couldn't happen. One of the nuclear uh, units that they have, as uh, was reported by Representative Dan Crenshaw, went offline because a sensor froze and the system being safe shut down. But the wind turbines froze, and the batteries, what holds the power, didn't hold the power. And that's never going to change. I can change the other two things. If you had still had enough coal-fired plants, you could have at least created heat for half the people who were out of heat, right? For half of them. I didn't say for all of them. Simply for half. But you didn't have that. You didn't have that. You didn't you 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 were so desperate to get rid of it. You needed to get rid of it. We can't simply allow those things to exist. They have to exist. And this is the part where the green people just have to accept. They just have to accept this reality. What they believe in is a fantasy and isn't ready for prime time. They cannot have it because people freeze and people die. Doesn't matter how they twist and turn. That's the reality. Another reality. It's very clear that in many school districts across the country where we're seeing unions fighting opening that the parent is the most inconsequential part to the union and as we're seeing to school boards. The story is out of California where Oakland school board members were just going to town on parents wanting in-person learning. 
They don't want the teachers back. And the school board was saying things like, if you're going to call me out, I'm going to blank you up. Oh, my. You see, they were talking on a Zoom meeting, but they didn't realize that the Zoom meeting was open to the public. And the parents could see them. And the parents could hear them. One of the members of the school board said they wanted to pick on us because they want their babysitters back. You see those parents? They don't want their kid educated. The parent doesn't want their kid being around friends. No, they just want the babysitter back so they don't have to bother. What a disparaging way to speak to teachers. They're on record. This call happened. Now, what they need to do there uh, in, in Oakland is they need to throw every single school board member out. None of them can have a job anymore. Every single one of them needs to be gone. Unless a school board member said, guys, this is a disgusting way to talk about the parents. Can we focus on the issues, please? Unless that got said, they all go. The clean broom sweeps clean. When we discuss... These ideas that, you know, the, the, these, these unions, man, they really do hate the parents. They hate the parents. They don't care about parents at all. They don't care about the kids at all. The union only cares about getting another dollar. The school board, you think these people care about the parents? They don't handle the, the stress very well. I'm not saying that there isn't a, a, a parent out there that's, that's giving you a whole bunch of business. You're like, oh, I hate them. I, I absolutely get that. If you're going to call me out, I'm going to blank you up. And you said in a private meeting, you didn't know it was public. We call that person a coward. You see, if you're going to say that in public, if someone's going to say something to you and you'll be like, I'm going to come down there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Let's go. You know what? You don't even warn them. You just jump out of your seat. You run down there and you start beating them up. Well, okay. You showed them. But you were doing this on a private call. On a private call. I mean, that's just, that's just as cowardly and low rent. But what we got to see were the facts, were the reality of the situation, and that you hate us. That sucks for us because we want something better for our kids. And you are the impediment. You are the problem. You hate our kids. You hate us. You love you. You love power. You love the union. And you don't seem to care about the rest. Now, there's a problem with my thesis, of course. It isn't true everywhere. It isn't true everywhere. Because we have seen... uh, where there are school districts where the parents where the teachers are more than happy to go back uh, the kids are going back so it isn't everywhere it's uh, that makes it a little more it's hard to 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 blanket statement it like that right you can't you can't do that but we can certainly say it's true in Oakland and we can certainly say it's true of the teachers union in Chicago and in southern california and what we've seen in a far too many places So does this mean that people should just say, you know what, 
I'm done with this, and I'm done with these people, and I've had enough of these school boards, and oh, f these people. And we're just gonna go. Uh, we're just gonna go into uh, and 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 do homeschooling. Well, there's been some data out that while people were excited about homeschooling in the beginning, uh, they're not so much right now. Now, it was one study, and I'd like to see see some others for sure. Is the answer homeschooling? Uh, I think for many people, the answer could clearly be homeschooling, easily be homeschooling. But that's much more about the idea of getting rid of and getting away from the rabid indoctrination that is going on in 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 schools right any school that adopts the 1619 project any school that adopts anti-racism uh these these are um these are remarkably remarkably uh bigoted things awful and terrible and disgusting things anybody who thinks that the 1619 project should be taught believes that children should be taught lies Anybody who believes that uh, there should be an anti-racism training in the schools believes in teaching bigotry and dividing students. I don't want my kid near that. I'm willing to fight that with everything in me. Uh, local school district, uh, they, they, my, my kid's school district, they want to have a, a day a training for the teachers on allyship. Allyship, well, that's a problem. But they've got one of those diversity officers and they want to teach about allyship. Allyship is saying, hey, if, 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 if you don't want to be called a racist, you just do these things that we tell you to do. That is what it is. Come, come on. Come on. Let's all be friends here. Let's just admit it for what it is. <laughs> Let's not lie to each other. That's what I thought. That's why it is what it is, what it is. No. No, I'm, I'm certainly not an ally of anybody who believes that Black Lives Matter isn't a Marxist organization. You want me to lie to myself and lie to my children? I won't do it. You want to have conversations about race? Oh, sure, go right ahead. You want to tell me that Black Lives Matter matters as an organization? Come on now. It's a Marxist organization. I, I'm not down with Marxism. I'm never going to be down with it. Why would anybody be? As a matter of fact, how could you support it? Why? Because it has black lives in it? Stop, stop, stop. You can create another organization that isn't inherently inherently Marxist. Marxist leadership, trained in Marxism, believing in uh, the eradication of Western civilization. Don't believe in the nuclear family. What do you support that? Why would anybody? It's a remarkably bad idea. It's a terrible idea. It's a twisted, twisted idea. So that's a reason to homeschool, right? But I don't think you should do it without a fight. I think that it is, it is necessary to fight. And there's this, this real fear that exists this real fear that exists in, in, in engaging that fight because people are afraid of being called a racist and being afraid of, afraid of being called a bigot. And then, you know, there's, there's real economic issues at play because they're like, oh, look, you're, you're disagreeing. We'll come after your business. Oh, you know so-and-so who owns such-and-such or their medical practice or this, that, or the other. Oh, <laughs> you know those bigots. You see that a lot in private schools. 
Oh, you you don't like our anti-racism training? Well, you can take your child somewhere else. People are paying 15, 20, 25,000 a year for private school, and they ask a question or bring something up, and they say, you know, hey, there's a problem here. Oh, well, if you're a bigot, you can leave. See, that's how they... That, 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 that's exactly how they act, by the way. That's true. Uh, uh, private schools near me, like Park Tudor, I hear that story constantly. Constantly. That they've adopted these kinds of really ugly, ugly tactics. And it's true of, of a lot of private schools. Tremendous amount. Keep hearing the stories. Christopher Rufo has written about this in the New York Post. A whole bunch of things. So the, the, the problem is, is that it's hard to speak out about these things because you, you, you don't want to have, you, you have a consequence possibly to a, to a business that you own or a place that you work, your livelihood. And then you have a consequence to your kid that if you're standing up, your kid might be called a name or your kid might get singled out. It's not as easy as we say. It's just as necessary as it is. These things have to be fought. You have to push back. You want smart, valuable education and not indoctrination. And you've got school boards in places that they clearly hate your kids. <laughs> they clearly, you know, maybe hate's too strong. They don't think your kid is the most important factor. I think actually parents are the most important factor. And parents should want to send their kids back. And schools should be open. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz. Signals from MRO. UHF is good. Touchdown confirmed. Perseverance safely on the surface of Mars. Ready to begin seeking the sands of past life. It's called Perseverance. The newest rover to land safely on Mars. To, well, take a look at what's going on. Sorry, I am all about the geeking out. It is so incredibly cool. And then today, it's been driving around. What you're hearing is the sound of Mars. Sorry, that's just cool as hell. Now it's it it landed, and it was this whole crazy cool style. It came down on a parachute, and then it land it it set the the rover down in place. It was crazy. It started sending back pictures in about five seconds. I'm sorry, five minutes. I mean, boom! There are pictures, and this is kind of like a video. I don't know if it's just taking a lot of little pictures and they're stitching it together. Um. It's a rocky, barren wasteland. Exactly what it looks like. There are places, I don't know if it's just discoloration or if there is, uh, um, if those are water pockets. I mean, that's everything they're going to search for. If that's ice, actually, uh, that I'm looking at. But it's the surface of Mars. I mean, it's just a remarkable, remarkable feat. And with everything going on, with all of the anger, with all of the everybody crazy, 
it's just cool to see something cool. A reminder of what we're capable of. And we are indeed capable of really incredible things. Truly, truly incredible things. And this is one of those things that should be cheered. Beginning to end. Don't get me wrong, me, I'm a a private space travel 1,050%. We should be all about it. I I admit that I'm a sucker for NASA. I have a I have a I I I am I am a, I have a soft spot. Absolutely. No question. So I'm in favor of all the private space travel there is. But as if we're spending the money, I'm not saying we have to. We can leave it all to the private. If we're spending the money, I'm glad we're at least doing things like looking up and looking forward and seeing what is next. That's that to me is 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 the 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 best. By the way, I was sharing this story before, and now I found it in a second place. The whole idea that we're gonna have herd immunity by April. What? It was a piece I I found it in Barron's, and it was from guys uh you know analysts over at J.P. Morgan, who felt pretty good that April will will be in the clear of this year. April. COVID cases, something you're not hearing about, have dropped 77% in six weeks. And our uh, uh, expert on the subject, the person at least we go to, uh, right, Dr. Louis Profeta, who's an ER doc, uh, he has discussed before how the, the cases are down. The cases are absolutely positively down. Flu, there is no flu. The cases are absolutely down. So now we have two places that have shared this story of, of the lowering of cases and of the increasing of, of it, you know, the, the, the vaccine. Why are we still discussing opening schools as it's a problem? Why are we still discussing having to wear a mask through 2022? Why are we doing that? And how quickly will they claim this is all because of the great leadership of Joe Biden? We all know that's not true. This is Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. So I thought it was pretty interesting when Roku announced they were buying the entire video catalog content catalog of Quibi. I said, that's an interesting move. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, feel free. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. So Quibi was this service created by Jeff Katzenberg and um, and Meg Whitman, two billionaires. And they were going to create content shows where an episode was no longer than 10 minutes and it was only available via mobile device. And they launched just as the shutdowns were happening because of coronavirus. And people said, we want to watch this on our TV. There was no way to do it. It was only available on mobile device. That, these two billionaires, all of the money they put into this idea, gone. Whole thing just collapsed. Roku 
which is the over the top, right? You you have a Roku box, and and then that's how you, uh, or a Roku stick, or whatever you have, and that's how you you get access to Netflix, Hulu, etc. Roku has their own channel, and they purchased the Quibi library, and they're going to have it on their own channel. I said that's pretty interesting, and then I came across this story that the CEO of Roku, his name is Anthony Wood, he has sold more than two hundred and seventy million dollars worth of shares this year alone more than anything he sold in 2020 according to uh filings there with the security and exchange commission and i am asking myself is there a connection now things with the markets are are interesting uh they they were, were down uh, the other day they're up just a touch uh today crypto is absolutely through the roof bitcoin is over fifty-five thousand. now that's gonna change it'll be over fifty thousand. is this thing ready to bust i don't know full disclosure i literally own fractional amounts of bitcoin there are some other uh, crypto stocks that, or cryptocurrencies, I should say, that I do own. I'm not going to say which ones. I'm not going to be accused of any of those kinds of, of, of pumps. All I know is the Reddit people, they didn't do to AMC what I thought they were going to do to AMC, and now I'm a guy still holding on to AMC. Well, a good loss never hurt anybody. <sighs> what is going on here, and why is he selling? And producer Ari, I know you're a stock guy, so I'll ask you. I have a theory, but I want to know what your theory is. He has not sold a little bit. He has sold $270 million worth of stock. And if you take a look at, at, the, at the ticker, which I'm full disclosure, I own none. I own zero. No Roku whatsoever. Uh, stock is definitely up today. And if you take a look at it, you know, over over the month and over six months, it's it's crazy, crazy good. Why would you sell two hundred seventy million dollars worth? You want liquidity? Okay, so you want the cash, but the question is for what? He's doing this personally. He's not doing this professionally. So he has something else he wants to purchase uh, on on the side. It's it's very possible. I took this as a capital gains conversation. Are you selling now for fear that whatever Biden does and this team does, it's just going to cost you so much more in the future? I actually uh, did a refi of my house to prepare for what may come. I said to myself two things. What is going to matter and what do I think is going to happen? And I said, well, what I think is going to happen is that in a world of, of policies like $15 an hour minimum wages and mandates on employers that are going to increase costs, you will have slowdowns. You will have a contracting economy. It's going to take a little while, never mind, uh, to come back from coronavirus, although America has proven itself and people have proven themselves extremely resilient. Uh, it's hard to be resilient against a, a, a government that isn't interested in your economic future. And since the Biden people are woke, they're not right, <laughs> certainly when it comes to economic policy. And, and the other one is, is that what is my belief 
that even though the Fed is convinced that interest rates will continue to be this low, that they're going to be able to A, maintain, and B, what happens if, as, as I saw it, um, this real estate market, you know, you, we talk about crypto, and, and I know producer Ari is a believer that, you know, crypto might see a bubble. You know, I'm not, I don't think I'm throwing you under the bus when I say that, Ari. No, you're not. Right. Um, is the housing market in a bubble as well? Is this yes. the time? What was that? Yes. So is this the time to engage a level of cash out and make sure you have the cash ready to be able to deal with whatever comes? So I looked at that. I've been looking at it for a couple months. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take that bet. I'm going to take that bet. We're going to move some cash. We're going to refi it out. Do not take any investing advice from me whatsoever. I know nothing about investing. I am the worst person in the world to talk to about investing. And if you take investment advice from me, you are a damn fool. I don't think I could have a better disclaimer than that. Political advice? Political theory? Oh, yeah, come, let's talk. Bourbon and cigars? Oh, kid, uh, what can I tell you? How, should I start doing like a, like, a, like a cigar or a bourbon of the weekend? Kind of send people off right? I'll do it. Like that I can help with. Don't take stock advice from me. You know this is why, like th- this is true. Like when, I, when we have sponsors and, and other things, one of the things that I don't do endorsements of is financial planners. Ugh. And it's, it, oh, Ari, Ari has an issue with financial planners. I have less issue. I don't have any problem with financial planners. What I can't do is advertise them, right? I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, vouch for someone, even, even people I use. And, and the reason is, is that like, if I recommend a carpet to you and it doesn't work out, it's a carpet. All right. It, 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 it's annoying, but it's a carpet. If I recommend somebody to like take care of your retirement and you lose all your money, I can't sleep. And it's why I always say in all these conversations, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Do not take stock advice from me at all. Don't do it. But when I took a look at what was what's happening, I'm like, this is where I think it's going. And so this is where I have I have hedged my bet. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. We will see if I'm right or wrong. So you think, Ari, not only is there a crypto bubble, but you think there's a housing bubble. I'm certain there's a housing bubble. How can you be certain? So let me ask you this, Tony. The last housing bubble was an 08, correct? Uh, well, yes, it was. I was a victim of it. Yeah. Uh, how, how much drastic changes did the, did the mortgage company face as punishment? Did the banks really get punished, or are they doing the exact same thing they did back then? Are you telling me that we are uh, having a problem with uh, mortgage-backed securities as we speak? There's a commercial for push-button get mortgage. It should not be that easy. There, there was no punishment <laughs> last time. Yes, there's a housing bubble. I have, don't don't tell me the name of the company. I don't want to get sued. I did not know uh, there there was. Uh, you know, I I look at at some of the things that happened in in that last go around, and uh, and oh, I got I got obliterated by it. That the the whole market downturn. You you know, I lost everything I owned. I lost my house. I lost uh, I lost crazy dollars. Oh, I I started. It was that downturn that. Well, eventually led to me getting into radio, which is really weird how how that kind of all worked out. But that's that absolutely true. I lost it all. 
I had a house in Florida, short sale, uh, and a tenant who stopped paying, and it was a big hot mess, um, and uh, and couldn't. Uh, couldn't couldn't pay the bills. I eventually worked everything out with everybody and and handled uh, my business. Took the big credit hit and everything else. Didn't go bankrupt. And I I think it's okay if people go bankrupt. I chose uh, not to. Um, my God, brutal. Absolutely, positively uh, brutal when 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 that took place. But I always said that if you bought a, a, a house, right? You you signed the mortgage. We're like, oh, we'll get you a mortgage. Oh, two million dollar house. We'll get you the mortgage. Oh, we'll get you the mortgage. Oh, we'll get you the mortgage. But you, as the homeowner, had to know it was a lie. You make $42,000 a year. The house is $789,000. You never said to yourself, wait a second. This isn't right. So I always uh, I always temper any blame you want to put on uh, the banks. And I don't mind you blaming banks for a lot of things. People sign their names to mortgages, and they knew they couldn't afford them. They got to take some of that hit as well. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute, brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Well, COVID-19 has had a major impact on our economy, so it should be no surprise that there was a 66% decline in visits to the Kentucky Bourbon Trails member distilleries in 2020. In addition to the Bourbon Trails data, Whiskey Cat reports Buffalo Trace Distillery saw its 2020 visitor traffic drop by more than half, and the Sazerac-owned distillery was down almost 300,000 visitors in 2020 as well. Many of Kentucky's distilleries still have not returned to full tourism operations, with distillery tours either not being offered or extremely limited in order to keep guests separated from essential production workers. Hopefully times will get better in 2021 as the COVID-19 vaccine becomes more available. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke. Even Representative Ocasio-Cortez wants an investigation into Cuomo's handling of nursing homes. Can, are, can we place bets on what are the odds we'll see a resignation of Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York? What do you want to bet? I I don't think I will. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Tony Katz. Get everything at TonyKatz.com. They're really going to call for him to step down? I support our state's return to co-equal governance and stand with our local officials calling for a full investigation of the Cuomo administration's handling of nursing homes during COVID-19. Thousands of vulnerable New Yorkers lost their lives in nursing homes throughout the pandemic. Their loved ones and the public deserve answers and transparency from their elected leadership. And the secretary to the governor's remarks warrants a full investigation. I'm also sorry those people don't have jobs because I kept Amazon from coming here. I'm Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. All right, I added that last part. I I don't think I will. Now, I would lo- I, I I am desperate to be proven wrong here. Desperate to be proven wrong here. Uh but I uh I don't think there's any way Democrats actually go through with it. The problem is is that They hate him. They hate Andrew Cuomo. Right? And and so it's it's obvious only because 
in, in how they, they're sharing the story. Now, I don't like to get on and say, oh, he's given up his usefulness. Now you'll go after him. But, it, I mean, certainly I guess there, there is the question of what it is they would have done if this was still during the election. Or maybe they knew some of this and they just kept it until after the election and after the inauguration for a time where it was safe to go get them. I mean, it's, that's, that's very, very possible. Very possible. I don't know. I, I, I would hope because what Andrew Cuomo has done is just absolutely positively horrific. Your car's seatbelt, safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? What is the connection between rain and farming? The answer may surprise you. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. Hotel apologizes after honeymooners discover people can see into mirrored sauna. That's the actual headline. It's a hotel in South Korea, an upscale hotel, as they tell me, issuing the apology. It's a five-star property on on an island. It's a resort island. They issued the statement on their website after a local blog reported that sauna's blinds had been up for part of the day so you could see people see into the women's sauna from uh the the street we're deeply sorry for causing any inconveniences to our customers and using some facilities at the women's sauna for missing mirror coating for some windows and problems in operating the blinds i guess they get you're supposed to coat it so you can see out but maybe can't see in and uh nope now, everybody, everybody saw everything. They saw it all, producer Ari. I mean, I so when I've gone in a sauna, I usually am wrapped up in a towel. So I guess, you know, is that not Do you hang out in the sauna a lot? Well, back in college, we had, you know, the fitness center had a sauna and a steam room. So I'd go in the sauna with my buddies. But we were never fully nude. So if someone peeked in, they weren't seeing much. I don't think I've ever been in a sauna. Oh, it's nice. You just sweat everything out, right? I mean, I don't really believe it does anything i think it just makes you feel like oh look all the impurities i'm getting out of my body but i mean that's what it's supposed to be right so they say yeah you just chill in there and you sweat it out and talk about you know sports as my people would say you take a schwitz you know what that's very good yes that that that's uh i've, I've never done it after the mikvah i i've no mikvah is a completely different thing i know i was i was a just very saying, very I was, I was just saying jewish words <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, oh gosh! Uh, I, there won't be any emails coming my way for you saying I'm just saying Jewish words. It's okay. I'm Jewish. I'm allowed to do it. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I'm Jewish. I'm allowed to do it. I, I, and Dolly Parton, America's new hero. They wanted to put a statue of her up in Tennessee because of contributions that she's made to Tennessee and things she's done for coronavirus and mostly a decent, decent person. And uh, she says, listen, I'm humbled, but I've asked the leaders of the state legislature to remove the bill from any and all consideration. Given all that is going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time. I hope, though, that somewhere down the road several years from now, or perhaps after I'm gone, if you still feel I deserve it, then I'm certain I will stand proud in our great state capital as a grateful Tennessean. In the meantime, I'll continue to try good work to make this great state proud. 
They love her. They love her. Me, I think they should just do Dolly Day. Don't even just, just do, everybody dresses like Dolly or a Dolly song. I just want to see how many people, you know, come as Jolene. Jolene's a brilliant song, by the way. Jolene's incredible. Good Lord. You want to hear a great version? Miley Cyrus does a version of Jolene. It's, it's incredible. Worth the price of admission. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone, or Monday.